It's for personal use only, right? <laughs> I pray you all. I pray your spirits well. I pray your mind as well. I pray your bodies well. I pray all is well around you and within you so that you have the wherewithal to continue and do what you got to do. The mission is too great for us to, to rest on, on our laurels, you know. Fourth quarter, you know how that go. It's winning time. It's winning time, it's reflection time, it's, it's harnessing your plan time, right? For me, it had me in some thought where reflection and, and meditation had me thinking on, on life experiences and life experiences having experienced them in full HD, you know, in higher definition, in the spiritual definition, right? It's, it's special to be allowed to, to go through life in that way, especially for me knowing how I used to live before where even if even when those things were happening for me and within me, I wasn't as conscious of them. So growing more conscious of the higher definitions of things within my life, within my space, within my society, within my world, within me as a spiritual being, right? So that's what this is about, man. Um, life experiences in HD, some HD life experiences. So thank you for taking this journey with us. Um, yeah. Cause any place where he sleeps, shawty calls home. Searching for some solitude, always felt alone. Ran away at 14, never looked back. Put the clothes on his back and the backpack. In the city a go, trying to dig something. Gotta make a few bucks just to eat something. Made a pillow out of books and his dreams big. Purple lotter from the battle took a lean swig. Got himself a little street where he parked cars. But a couple loose cords barely cover scars. Wondering what life means, having daydreams. In the city serving death to them life fiends. Told me living life hard was beneath we. And I can't free us till I free me. Bro, it's hard for us to take it easy when it's like this, you know, because it's like, we be facing opposition from so many different places, right? That sometimes it's it's more it's more important for you to guard your space and to guard your environment and to guard the environment that you create so that you can have the wherewithal to be able to to withstand the the opposition that comes from people who maybe don't believe, from people who maybe don't believe in themselves enough to believe in you, right? And having Having had encounters with young people who had forsaken being home to rather graft wherever else they may be. Some would be literally living on the street trying to graft and find their way and find their purpose. You know, some would be making ends meet, renting a room here and trying to, you know, hustle there, get a gig there. You know, others would be multitasking things and not going to school and working just to sustain themselves so that they can be away from that to be able to do what they they want to do. You know what I'm saying? What they really, in essence, got to do when it comes to your purpose, right? That that vexed me in a way where I was 
I was raised on a very familial, you know, standing, right? When it comes to family, it's a unit, right? And we, we move together, we mob together, we eat together, and we go through it together. As our world started to evolve, I started to realize how it was easier for families to break, to get broken down, rather, as a result of those constructs, right, that we are now facing, where a child may be born to do something that goes against what the belief system within the household is. So a case in point would be the belief system within the household would be, you know, you go to school, you get your education, you go get a job, and you become a, a contributor to the economy in that way. And then a child could be born to be a job creator, an entrepreneur, and growing up in that system, everything they're being taught is counter what they're being trained to go do. And that can be okay if by the time the child is supposed to go do what they're supposed to go do, there's a, 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 a relenting on the side of the family that says, you know what, here's the blessing. We may not understand what you're trying to do, but we know that you believe in it and we believe in you enough to, to know that you will get it done in accordance with what we have raised you to, to do, you know, when you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. So you're sitting there thinking, the opportunity cost of that is so crazy because now we face situations where you are having to create a negative energy just to get to a positive energy. So you are having to, to hurt yourself by hurting them and disappointing them and saying, maybe I have to move away from this so that I can go create that here. And then they're sitting there saying, well, you left under this cloud, but you are in this ray of sunshine there. It's also hard for them to resolve that. And we're seeing so much of that way for me. I, I prefixed that by saying, you know, it was one of those things where I struggled with it personally. You know, where there were times when I wouldn't be home for a while, yet me not being home was better than me being home because me being home was taking more of a toll on me than it was helping. You know, they would be okay because they have somebody who can help with certain things and be a crutch to lean on with certain things that you're saying. It takes too much from me to do this in a sense where... Yes, it's my purpose to do this, but if I'm not able to go fulfill my purpose when I'm away from here, then coming here to do this is more of a burden because it's a reminder of why I'm not able to fully be who I'm supposed to be or who I may be. So looking at that from that perspective is one of those things where I, I had conversations with my parents. I had conversations with members of my family of how, of how hard the situation is in my viewpoint when it comes to that right where if you aren't blessing me to be me it's getting harder for me to truly be me for you and with you and as it relates to you as it pertains to you so eventually i have to get into a position where i have to separate myself either from you and go allow myself to be me or stay in this situation and move away from being who i may be to be who you want me to be which is either i kill myself or i love and my animal instincts, my human nature says to me, I need to live. I can't kill myself so that you can live off my carcass. That makes no sense. And for me, it was, it was hard to resolve that until I, I was around people who would say, in a sense, I mean, there's a lyric from an old school R&B R &B record, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather be unhappy by myself than unhappy with you, right? Or something like that, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I'd rather be alone than unhappy or some crazy shit because it's like that where peace of mind is something we can't put a price on, bro. At all. And we've reached a place in our society now where 
when people lag peace of mind, they start to impede other people's well-being. And then you put somebody in a place where because they don't have peace of mind or they haven't attained peace of mind or they weren't close to attaining peace of mind, when you put yourself or you put them in that position, they're liable to do anything to you because you are violating them in ways where it's beyond where they were already feeling violated, you know? It's a conversation worth having as it pertains to how we treat each other and how we treat ourselves. I started looking at that and saying, damn, I do a lot for people, you know, and I avail myself a lot for people, and I don't believe I ask way too much. And even when I do ask, I have a trepidation when it comes to ask because I know not everybody is, is inclined to be giving in that way. And I realized that it breathes some content on the other side where they're not prone to hearing you ask. So you asking is like, now, nah, why are you asking? And you could be sitting there, it could be the tiniest of things, right? Like, it'll bug me out. Like, I'll, I'll be sitting on the couch. I think I was watching the game yesterday. I'm like to my little sis, oh, man, please make me a cup of tea so I can just calm my nerves and go through this game and all its emotions. You know, it's a tough one already for my team. And it's like, oh my goodness, I'm asking for you to bring me back the moon and the stars when if something happens and you need me, I'm literally jumping out of bed and I'm going through. I may not be happy, facts, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I know that I can't let you down as it pertains to what you need done because in reality, I know you don't have too many people you can really lean on like that and ask too much of, you know? So when you come and ask something of me, I need to know that it may not be, I may not be your first option, but it may not even be your first option. You may not even not want to ask, yet you feel, I, if I had to ask, I would ask you, right? And that got me to thinking about my, my relationship with myself and say, you know what? Maybe I need to be more open to holding myself accountable because there's times when I should have asked and didn't receive. And this is on a spiritual level now where there'd be fears of, of asking and say, you'll ask in prayer, and you'll be like, I mean, going through, like, you'll ask and pray and be like, Lord, can they please pay this invoice just as soon as possible because we need this bread. And then you'll never call the client. <laughs> you pray every single day and meditate and fast. So please, you know. And you're sitting there like, faith without works is dead. You know, and that's what I'm learning as well now, that I can believe in and that I don't help people believe in that you know, you're going to help me. I help people believe in that in the spirit of help, when I need help, I will be able to access it because you have received help. I've created the infrastructure for help to be available within society as the energy I create. Then I should believe that when I request for help, the, the worst I'll get is a no. And when I get a no, now I know how to actually comport myself because it sounds when I overextend myself for people who would never give that help back. And you're sitting there saying, yes, in good faith, you help somebody, but now... Don't go and take your last cent to help somebody who is never going to help you back because it doesn't help you. Because then tomorrow you're resenting that person, you're resenting the situation, and you're kind of mad within your faith structure of, no, but I helped this person who was in good faith. It was like, nah, it was actually in bad faith because it was like you let yourself down knowing this person wouldn't be there for you like that. So in good faith is make sure that you can stand and having done all you can do to stand, then go back and stand to strengthen your brothers, right? It's not the moment you start, you, you stumbling or you stumbling to stand and you're able to stand on one leg, go ahead and help everybody else. Not be able to, to stand steadfast in that. And that's one of those HD life experiences that it allowed me to witness where I'd be around people that would show me 
love that I, I didn't understand existed. I'm, I'm, I thought I was a person who loved unconditionally, but yet I learned unconditional love there, where it's like love beyond language barriers. You know what I'm saying? Love beyond socioeconomic backgrounds. Love beyond just age dynamics, you know? Love beyond all things where you're sitting there like, bro, but how do we, like... How you show me so much love? How you got my back like this? You barely know me from, like, yes, you're getting to know me now, but you don't know nothing about my history than what I tell you. And by the grace, I'm able to be myself with you, so everything you know, you know to be true. Every story is true, yet you, even the things I don't tell you, you don't hold against me. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you don't look at me as if not, there must be some crazy shit about boy. Like, nah, you just show me love. Like, as I show you the book, is the way you read it. You don't try to read in between there and try to think, okay, what, what didn't he say or what, you know? I appreciated that because for me personally, bro, it was like, it allowed me to start, in a sense, vetting my, my structure and the people I keep around me and the people I keep close and be like, yo, what, what type of time are you on, you know? Because if we're on the same type of time, then, you know, I got to watch how I am around you. That's just how that goes for me, you know? Because then I could be risking myself being around certain people or certain spaces when they, they ain't looking out for you the way you look out for them. And it helped with so much, bro, because, I mean, for a while it got to the point where I could stop doing certain things that I thought would be so impossible to do. Like, I thought it would be so impossible to be able to stop, like, going out and drinking every weekend or whatnot. It became so easy when I looked around and be like, who do I go out with and who do I be drinking around? I'm like, Ty, it's me, bro. Like, I'm going to be at the crib. <laughs> like, now, if I'm going out, it's, like, specific people that I'll be around and I can, I can truly be myself. Now I go three, six months without drinking and I go out with, like, like, people I really vibe with, you know what I'm saying, for, like, three weeks straight, and I'm around these people, and I just, like, I love your energy, and I love how free I can, I can be to be myself. Then I'm back to not drinking for another eight months, and it's a vibe. Like, I ain't even missing nothing, because I know what I'm truly there for. I know what that experience and that feeling truly is now, when, when what, I want, what I want from it, you know? Because it got me to trip and like having conversations with some of the young G's, you know, a couple of days back talking about like, what do you truly want from things? You know, because as I grow spiritually, I start to realize that you get what you want from life. You know, you manifest your destiny. You are the author of your fate in that regard. It's that you are in control. When you think positive, you create positive. When you think light, you create light. When you think breakthrough, you create breakthrough. When you manifest infinite possibilities, you create infinite possibilities. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. And there's success in the power of the mind and the spirit. And the energy we give out. Because as we grow and start to learn that certain things are energies and their frequencies and their currencies in that regard, like love, like money, those are energies. We attract them. We give them out. We radiate that and welcome it. It starts to show you that you control way more than you thought you controlled. And for me, I realized my previous belief structure as it was, as it was constructed gave me, it, it always gave me room to have somebody to blame when what I wanted to manifest didn't happen. 
because as I manifested it, there was always contingencies. There was something I would have to do perfectly, otherwise it won't work. Now the only thing I have to do perfectly is to have a perfect belief in what I believe is possible, what I believe I can do, what I believe I can be blessed with, and that perfect belief is relative. Because I can be conscious of the fact that my belief is, has, been, has been stunted in its growth over the years. So you can be like, it's relative. If your belief is at 30%, cap it out at 30%. If your battery only goes to 30%, then it dies. And use it for that full 30%, right? Until the day you get a new battery that can go long. That's what it is. Because that's actually how you, you get the wherewithal to get more. You know, and a faith construct was one of those things where... I'm, I'm luckily in my teachings, I had engagements with people from different belief systems, different, different, different religions, different backgrounds and different interpretations of sometimes the same doctrine. Right. And there was somebody who astounded me in a principle that was so was so key, saying it's like it's like the faith of the mustard seed. Right. Why it's so important is because all you need is a little bit of faith. Because when you act on that little bit of faith. You will have a justification to get more. It's so crazy. It's like, as I sit here and I'm hearing these birds, like, just all sing such beautiful tunes. I think to myself, it's like a bird following a trail of crumbs. With a little bit of faith, you'll fly down from the nest saying, I saw one. I smelt one there. Then he looks around like, oh, there's another one. And another one. And another one. That bird's got faith to stand in that tree tomorrow and say, oh, it's going to be food. I ain't even worried about it. <laughs> That's experiencing life in full HD, bro, in highest definition. That's having faith that if I see something, I can explore it. There shouldn't be a fear of, oh, this may know. What will be for me will be. What is meant to be for me will be. So I'm free to pursue and see. That's so beautiful, bro. That's so freeing. That's so enlightening to be able to be conscious of that, that I can create freely as I desire to create. And now that's more freeing than actually, quote-unquote, praying for somebody and with somebody in a sense. It's because I can give you the tools to pray for yourself. So that now when I pray with you, I'm praying with you because you have the tools to Believe in yourself, you know, in your higher power, in your ancestors, in who you are as a creation. You have the wherewithal to believe in yourself and all of your capabilities. That's freeing, you know. That's freedom. Because once we reach that level, we realize that wherever we may be is as a result of how we used to see ourselves. Where we end up is as a result of how we have changed to see ourselves. To see who we actually may be. To live out who we may be. Power to you. Light unto you. Peace unto you. Blessings unto you. May you truly ascend into who you may be as a result of that understanding of living life so freely, of living life so consciously. Because you can be consciously free if you're free and you're conscious. It's a blessing.
It's a blessing. And I pray we continue in blessings like those because I got those blessings from, from lessons that would have been hard for me to learn otherwise based off of my previous experiences. I didn't have the most positive male role models in my life. A lot of them would let me down. So by the time I was encountering male strangers in a new environment, it was so easy for me to probably shun that out and block that out. Yet in the same breath, it became so easy for me to start to embrace those who showed me the level of love and respect and, and accountability that I always thought should be in a man. And that was... <laughs> That was groundbreaking for me because it made me a better man. And it continues to make me a better man knowing that now I can hold not just myself as a man to a higher standard, but hold other men to a higher standard. Not all men, I mean the men as it relates to me, like my sons, you know, my fathers, and everybody who I deal with as it pertains to me. Accountability, you know, my brothers, accountability. So when I love you, I can show you how I view you in your highest sense, in higher definition, what it means through my life experiences for us to be who we are at a time like this. It's a blessing. There's so much that's going on in our society as it pertains to men, yet that's the perfect time for us to rise up and break down all those constructs that used to exist as a result of how men were viewed, especially men of color. You know, knowing the history of abuse that we suffer from, that is so generation and hereditary that it's gotten to a point where it's, it's a thing that has to be washed out of within your spirit. That, And it's a process we understand. And there's only, I've learned from, from one of the great teachers I've had in life that the only two languages that the universe understands, the language of love and the language of hate. So that came from a language of hate. We... We wash it away and we, we cleanse it with the language of love. May all be wow within those spaces. May all be wow with young men within our society, older men within our society. May we progress and, and be the best we can be and live life in full HD, you know, in higher definition, the highest definition. <laughs> yes. I heard a knock on the door on the random chills. Shawty dressed in all black, matching with her shoes. Seen a glance around the crib and I took notes. Danced around a couple questions that I can't quote. She was barely 18, acting fully grown. Told her you can come in, make yourself at home. Baby looking like a snack, had to mix a drink. Has a savage re-attack, but I had to think. I was reading all the hurt written on her face. Hard to value what you were, feeling out of place. Who's recovering the books with a missing page? Every chapter of a tale had me feeling rage. Made her something she could nibble, then I wrote a blunt. Told her that I wouldn't buy it, I could barely front. So me acting off key at a fully thrown. My, you gotta go home, leave these streets alone. Said she had a family member somewhere in the cab. But she needed a couple under while I was thinking cap. Had to stand up in the moment, change my point of view. Figure truly telling GD what would honey do. <laughs> yeah. Because every story is true, bro. And a lot of those stories be what 
results in the person you see today where I can't I can't take advantage of certain situations as a result of who I am and the way I was raised. I was raised to be better than that. And to the point where the way we were raised is almost for me a, a dual dichotomy. It's the way we were raised in the household as in the system we were raised under and then the way we were raised within the culture we came under as in what we allowed ourselves to gravitate towards. And for me, it's a, good, it's a gift and a curse because hip-hop culture was that for me, right? And I'm a professional creative as a result of hip-hop culture. Yet, in certain quarters, I'm a social pariah because of hip-hop culture. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. You know, we deal with that and we maneuver around that and we break down the, the misconformations and all of the, the misconceptions and all of that. We break down those barriers and those walls as we progress and as we break new ground, right? And it's been beautiful to see culture do that. Yet in the same breath, it's been one of those things that was so hard to stomach for me, like living in a, in a cultural metropolis in the heart of a city where it's just going down every single week and you just encountering so many people every single day. It's like, it's dope for me as a, as a social anthropologist where I'm, I'm relating, it's case studies, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm developing content from this. I'm, that's a character outline, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a full embodiment of a, of a caricature that society needs to be able to understand that that's something that's existing within our society. We don't know it yet, yet it's existing, right? So that's what it allowed me to do where now when I develop content, it's like, t I'm even fighting not to use people's real names because I'm like, I know somebody like this, you know what I'm saying? And it's so dope because I want to put somebody like this on a platform like this where they can see themselves even better so society can see them clearer, so we can have more relatability within what we're doing, more integration within what we're doing, right? And meeting old girl for me was like, young hands, bro, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, at the time, you wouldn't have those engagements where you would, I mean, you'd see somebody's young, but you'd be like, nah, man, what's your story? You wouldn't always have that conversation. Over time, I started pursuing those conversations over pursuing anything sexual or anything like that. I was like, yo, from Jump Street, I'd rather know who I'm dealing with. That's just the principle I do now in life, like whether it's a romantic relationship or business relationship or a family relationship. Yo, bro, who am I dealing with? Then I know how to deal with them accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Again, we had a conversation about overextending yourself in certain quarters where you could end up getting burned. It's one of those, right? So young and I was like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> I see you. Um, what's your chat? So she's here by the door, I cool, pull up, have conversations, and as all of this is unraveling, in my head, I'm literally so zoned out that I'm thinking and replaying in my head how this situation, quote-unquote, should go. The way she's been conditioned to believe that I'm supposed to react as a result of the way I act, maybe, in a sense, or the environment I'm in, Right? Or maybe some energy I may have given her. I don't know, right? Yet in that moment, I had to sit there and say, accountability is going to be so key. Because having been down these, these roads, <laughs> you're sitting there saying, you kind of know how this goes. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can smash. She might spend the night, maybe leave even before that. You're going to feel a certain sort of, mm, maybe remorse for that. And then it's going to child you depending on your level of, you know, guilt conscience. It's going to child you to a certain degree. And then it's going to be that. You may not even see that person again. 
and you will have done more harm than good in the sense where even if you were going to smash, if you had articulated what is really going on and try to get to know this person and help where you can actually help, you would have done a lot of good because you'll end up in a situation where you're like, oh, actually, I don't want to buy because if anything, I'd rather help you get, get on your feet the way the way. And that's what had me bugging out. I'm like, okay, Shadi's like barely 18 in a, in a student metropolis. Cool, you could be on your, on your first year or whatever, you finish school early, but your mind, I can see just by the way your spirit's moving, this, is, this could end real bad, mommy, especially if we don't have a structure around this. So what's going on here? Do we have a structure? Is there a blessing for you to be here? Or did we, did we move ourselves to come and put ourselves in this situation? And starting to understand that made me, made me see my picture clearer, right? Or sometimes you'll see a person in a certain space and without understanding, your views of them will be out of place. Where you will think in that space, they are in place and they're not in place. They may look the part, sound the part, Brody, do all the things that make the parts. Yet this person, when you actually have a conversation with this spirit, you're like, this spirit is not for this environment. It's not indigenous in this place. It's here for a certain specific reason. Now, when you delve into that, okay, the reason you're here right now at 2 a.m., it's because you, you need a bread. So you came out with some people because they promised to give you bread at the back end of the night. Then you can sit there and have a conversation with a person like, yo, bro, what skills do you have? You know, because there's, there should be, there's a better way for you to get bread that would allow you then, if you want to come out in the night, to come out on your terms where you're not stranded here at 3 a.m. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just how I started to view life. Where before, it'd be like, oh, you got to know where to go at 3 a.m. Like, I live right up the block block. And <laughs> after a while, you realize how much harm that, that lifestyle creates, how much harm that does, bro. Because eventually, when you're lucky, you get to grow, you get to mature. Then you get to meet people that you was running around with when you was 18, 19. And y'all in like your late 20s now and life is real, real. And you're like, shit, if I could have just spent an hour getting to know you better, I might have been able to affect your life in a better way. Fuck it, you may have been able to affect my life in a better way. Because I've grown to realize that half the shit I was maybe valuing then is irrelevant and half the shit that I value now wasn't relevant then to me. And it's similar for you, right? We've, at that time, we had a conversation as two spirits in this universe. I say, who are you? Where are you from? What are you going through? Where are you trying to go? Then we would know how to interact with each other. Now you were lost enough to shawty at like 18, 19. And at like 26, you praying with everything you have that her life just picks up and things go right for her because it's taking its toll on her. Where that thing used to value her lust enough to her because of how she looked and how she used to keep herself. Now she can't do a lot of those things as a result of where she is in her life. And you're thinking, but damn, now I'm realizing that you're a dope person. And if I fell in love with that... I could have helped your life a lot more. I could have just at least given more positive energy in your life. We didn't even have to be together still. It's about the energy I give you. Because the energy you give people is so important. 
it's so big on that because if if an energy you also give out to receive is so important as well, I'm I'm, I'm now just starting to become more awakened to that. If I give you an energy of like all you want to do is fuck me, and then that's all I'm gonna be attracting and doing, right? So it's like like let's just be more conscious of what we're going through and what we're looking to do, right? It's a continuous process, no cap. I pray we stay vested in it. For Shadi, having gone through that with somebody, with somebody like her, knowing I had other instances where before that I should have maybe had reacted or behaved in that way. I pray she's well, I pray they're well, and I pray in future those who might have been in that situation are in a sense directed into something more positive and something better because it was it was dope for me to sit back and i'm not being so i'm not being facetious but as a real nigga like it was kind of dope for me to sit back and after i made sure shawty got home safe and all that like to just fall back and sit on the couch light a blunt and yeah you got a fucking heart on but you like i did the right thing no right and you're like yeah shawty you did the right thing <laughs> you know what i'm saying and it's like that positive affirmation in regards to, like, you don't need somebody else to validate you. You got to be able to stand on that. Like, yo, shawty, I know what the right thing is. And I hold myself to a standard and accountability where I got to do the right thing more often than not. So when I got an opportunity to do the right thing, I, I got to do the right thing. And I did the right thing. And I could, I could actually sleep that night. Yeah, with a heart on, but I could sleep that night. <laughs> and that's just the way the game goes. And now being able to approach situations with that mindset it was like one of those things, bro. And I'm like, mm, I'm grateful for that, that life experience in full HD, in higher definition, because I felt in that moment a more spiritual me was awakened. I guess it came with the fact that by the time she's knocked on the door, I'm burning me my little incense. I'm lighting me my jazz. I'm lighting, I'm lighting me my J while playing my jazz, rather. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a vibe, you know. I'm thinking about what I'm going to cook for dinner. Like, I'm in a more positive space. It's Friday night. I don't have to be outside. I'm in a good space. I don't, I'm creating later tonight. Like, that's what I'm about. So that knock on the door was like, oh, shit. And half my mind was like, oh, this shit you normally go out for is coming to you. Hey. And then you start to realize, but it's coming to you, or at the end it's coming to you, and it's coming to you and finding you in the space that is more you. What do you do then? You know? What do you do then? So it's like, I pray that life presents you with those opportunities to, to see yourself in full HD, in higher definition, and see other people who you maybe used to misview or had a misguided view of, see them in full HD and in higher definition. And it's like... That changes everything for me, bro, because, like, relationships with, like, women in my life be different now, you know? I thought I was a loving person, you know what I'm saying? Little chubby huggy bear, but now it's like I can, I can be there for people without even having to physically be there for them, and my energy can tell in that way because it's genuine, you know what I'm saying? You could be walking across the street, like, it's so funny, there'll be people, like, they'll jog by, and I'll sit outside the crib sometimes, and I'll smoke, right? And then they'll walk by like four, five, six, seven times, you know what I'm saying? And then on the eighth time, because you manage to catch each other at the same time, you just smile and wave. And they give you the most amazing, most beautiful smile. And you're like, oh, wow, that's so amazing. It's so genuine. You felt how I felt when, yes, I may have seen you in passing and never properly greeted you. This may not be a full greeting, but hello, I recognize you. And it's like, wow, you give me a recognition as well of hello, I recognize you. That is... That is warming for us as a people because those are some of the things we've lost. 
you know, so lockdown did help with with a lot of those things where I got to actually know some of my neighbors. <laughs> like, yeah, young and old across the board, I got to know some of the people I live around as a result of people being home more, A, yes, and B, just people being more in tune with themselves. You know, after the first couple of weeks of going through internal strife, you got more people who have to work out internal processes of, you know, you know what, in the morning I need me a meditation of the sort. <laughs> in the morning I need to just sit down and take a shit before everybody wakes up. Whatever your meditation is, you know, some of us prefer to pray and to pray, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's what it is. Everybody meditates differently, you know, and it's beautiful in that regard because you realize that everybody's a spiritual creation in their own right. And we all connected differently. And we have the right to be connected differently, right? So it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to be who we are. It's a blessing to be alive at a time like this. May we stay constant in those blessings and in those realities. I pray we continue to live life in full HD and be all we can be, you know. (laughs) Just be the best we can be in, in the fullness of that sense, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. Um I don't know. I'd love to rap it with a verse as per the huge, but I guess just being unorthodox sometimes and thinking off the cup, the spirit will speak to you. I just wanna close it with a prayer, you know. Yeah. God of our ancestors, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you. We thank you for giving us these opportunities to to see life clearly, to experience life in higher definition in relation to the spirit that we've been created in, the spirit we've been created to live in, the spirit we've been created to create in. We thank you for all that we are. We thank you for all that we may be. May you continue to guide us, lead us, nourish us, protect us, enlighten us. Chide us when we're wrong. Salute us when we're strong. May we continue to do the work and have the strength to do the work so that you can continue to work in us. In the name of the Most High, we pray. May all be well with you and yours. Peace and salutations to everybody in the kingdom. It's one of those get up and go get them weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's one of those go to get up and go get them weeks. So I pray you got all the, the strength you need, all the, all the endurance you need to go and handle this business, right? It's for personal use only. Blessings, love and light always. I'm True Story. This is a Loud Booth Podcast presentation. Please follow us on social media and across all DSPs where you consume your digital media content. Send us your comments, your criticisms, and your contributions. We appreciate all as all things are used for our good. And we are grateful. Because all is good. And our God is great. Peace, love, and light to you all. That's for personal use only, yeah? See?